This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's Word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. This morning we're going to be talking about the God of the impossible. The God of the impossible. In the first service, we looked at a few points. I'll just go over what we looked at briefly, but we'll continue from there. We looked at the fact that our spoken words bring God on the scene. Our spoken words bring the God of the impossible on the scene. And he comes on the scene because he comes in response to the faith in our words. He comes in response to the faith in our words. Wow. Second Corinthians 4.13 We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. We believe and therefore we speak. We believe and therefore we speak. So our speaking is as a result of what we believe. Our speaking is as a result of our faith, the faith we have in God, the faith we have in his word. That's why we speak, because we believe. And once we speak out in faith, God will always respond to the faith that he sees in our words. Hallelujah. We looked at David and Goliath. David spoke covenant words. David spoke, he declared the faith he had on his heart, that he was bigger than Goliath. He declared what he knew. He said he had killed the lion, he had killed the bear. And as far as he was concerned, Goliath was not as big as any of those two animals. Those were wild animals, uncontrollable. You couldn't determine where they would be one minute. They'll rise up, they'll come against you unexpectedly. But Goliath, he could see face to face. So David said, if I could deal with the lion and the bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? His faith came out in his words. And because he spoke out words of faith, God responded and did the impossible in that situation. Why was it impossible? It was impossible because stones do not generally throw people down. Small stones. The Bible says they were pebbles. Small stones. They don't generally throw people down. They don't generally kill people. But God honored the faith of David. And that was why God came up and made Goliath fall in response to David's faith. Your Goliath will fall before you this morning in the name of Jesus. First Samuel 17, 32 and then 36. In 32, David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David was a small boy, a teenager. And yet he was confident in his ability to bring down a, a seasoned military man, a seasoned warrior, because he had faith in God. Verse 36, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. That was his faith speaking, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with you. And the Lord was with David. 
the Lord will be with you even as you face the challenges that stand against you in the name of Jesus. When you know that you're not standing against these challenges alone, then you know you have the victory. You know you have the answers to all those such situations that are, the enemy brings against you. You'll come out stronger than you went in in the name of Jesus. So David's faith was in the God of the impossible, and God did not disappoint him. God honored David's faith. The Lord will honor your faith this morning and in this season in the name of Jesus. Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 8 verse 22, let us go to the other side. That was what he said. His faith was in his words. He believed and therefore he spoke. 2 Corinthians 4.13, we believe and therefore we speak. Jesus believed he was going to go to the other side. So even when the storm arose, he did not bother because he had declared, he had said something. All he had said was we're going to get to the other side. So when the storm arose, even though he was asleep, I'm sure he felt, you can be tired and not feel. But when his disciples woke him up and he looked and he saw the situation, all he knew was, I said something. And those words are not going to change halfway. Those words are not going to fall to the ground empty. But those words are going to do exactly what they are meant to do. The words are meant to take us to the other side of this sea. And those words will take us there. That was, what, that was Jesus' idea. That was what he had in his mind. And that was why when he f rebuked the sea and it calmed down, he turned to his disciples and he said, Oh, you have little faith. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Oga, we're about to die. Oga says, what is the big deal? I have already spoken. And those words are not returning to me empty. You remember Isaiah 55, 11. Every word that comes will always produce what God says it should produce. Every word that comes out of our mouth will produce what they are meant to produce. So if we speak words of life over our circumstances and our situations, life is what we'll see before our very eyes in the name of Jesus. Words of life, words of life. Luke 8, 22 to 24. That's what Jesus said. He said, let us go to the other side. And they went out. And they went out. He spoke words and God showed up. His faith was seen in the words that he spoke. Mark 5, verses 27 to 29. We find the woman with the issue of blood. She spoke words of faith. She spoke words of faith. And her faith was seen in the words that she said. What was, her, what was her word that showed us she was speaking in faith? She said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. That was her faith. And as she did that, the words of God went into action. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Did he say he shall have whatsoever he says in church? Did he say he shall have whatsoever he says in church? He shall have whatsoever he says everywhere, which means in our homes, the words that we speak that are in agreement with the words of God, they will come to pass in our lives. In our workplaces, in our business centers, the words that we speak over our lives, the words we speak over the table, over our business that are in line with God's word, those are the words that will come to pass where we are concerned. Hallelujah. 
So our faith is seen in our words and God responds to the words of faith we speak. And when we speak words in faith, the God of the impossible will show up on our behalf in the name of Jesus. Your angels will walk based on the words you speak. So even when the enemy stands before you, koro koro with your two eyes and you see him, instead of being afraid, get hold of the word of God and he'll diminish before your very eyes in the name of Jesus. The same faith that raised Jesus from the dead is available to all of God's children. That's something we also said. The same faith that, is, that raised Jesus from the dead is available to all of God's children. That's why I said we having this same spirit of faith, we have that same faith. The moment you are born again, the measure of faith came into your heart. And that measure of faith is what you have. As you feed that faith with the word of God, as you feed the faith with the messages you listen to, your faith gets stronger and stronger. And one day you'll open your mouth and you'll make a declaration and that declaration will come to be before your very eyes in the name of Jesus. Because the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead, that same faith is what we have. Which means you and I can raise people from the dead. Because it's not a duplicate. It's not a different type of... It's not a photocopy of the faith. You know the photocopy is not the same thing. We have the same spirit of faith. Jesus had faith in the Father's words. Jesus had faith in the Father's words. Peter and John had faith in the words of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3 verse 6... Acts chapter 3 from verses, verses 6 and 7. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. He was talking to the lame man and the gate called beautiful. He was on the way to the temple with his um, colleagues. They were just going to worship God. And on their way, they saw this leper, I mean this beggar sitting down. And the beggar was ready. He was begging. He wanted help. He looked at Peter and John and expected them to do something for him. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter had faith in God. He had faith in the God of the impossible. He had faith in the name of Jesus. That's why he said, I don't have what you are looking for, but I have more than that. I have something that will help you rise to your feet and you'll no longer have to beg. You'll no longer have to look for people to bring you here. You'll no longer have to look for people to meet your needs. But you will be able to walk on your own. Get a job and get your bills paid. Hallelujah. That was what Peter said. He had faith in God. He had the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. He had that same faith on his inside. And he was not afraid to use the faith. You know, a lot of times it's our fear. What of if I say and it does not happen? What of if I pray and God does not answer? What if I make a declaration and nothing happens? Then people will be laughing at me. We have the same faith, but it is not our responsibility to make it happen. It is God's responsibility to make things happen. All he wants us to do is to make the declaration, open our mouths and say what we have. Say the words that are in our lips. And as we speak those words, his power comes in on that scene. His power causes things to turn around. And there comes a difference in that situation in the name of Jesus. Let's obey the word of God. As we obey God's word, God's words will bring change even in our circumstances in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4. Somebody had faith. Apostle Paul had faith. He was in jail, but he had faith. 
He had faith, so much faith in God, so much faith that in the faith, so much faith in God's ability to change his circumstances that he said, rejoice. Change it to my own everyday language. Laugh. Be happy. You know, that's what I would have said. Be happy. Laugh. Even though you are in jail, laugh. Rejoice. Don't have a long face because of what's happening. Because you just opened your, you just checked your account before you came to church and it was zero and you now decided to wear a long face. Paul says laugh. Why? Because the faith on your inside will cause that account to rise up. The faith on your inside will cause your storehouses to be filled with, with goods. The faith on your storehouse, in your store, I mean, the faith on your inside will cause your businesses to grow and to improve because it's the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. It has not lost its power yet. Amen? The Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on your inside. He hasn't lost his power. He hasn't lost his ability. And everything we need to live a successful life, he has placed on our inside. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will keep your hearts and mind. And as the peace of God keeps your hearts and mind, it will cause doors to open before you in the name of Jesus. It will cause the impossible to become possible before you in the name of Jesus. Because as you go to God in prayer with thanksgiving, God rises on your behalf. His angels will wake up. They are not asleep, but they will arise where you are concerned. And they will start to change things over your life. So God is able to do more than you can expect or imagine in your life and in your circumstance, in the name of Jesus. Acts 27, 23. Paul, also, he still had the same faith. He says, there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. I believe God that she shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. That was his faith talking. I believe God. The faith that Paul has is the same faith that we have. And that same faith that we have is the faith that will cause every shut door against you to open in the name of Jesus. It's the same faith that will cause all those applications to receive responses in this season in the name of Jesus. The God whose I am and whom I serve, he's able to deliver. He's able to protect. That's why he said, I believe God. I believe God. I believe in him. I believe in his ability. I believe in the fact that what he says he'll do, he's going to do. He's not going to change his mind. He has not lost his power. He's the almighty God. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. As far as I'm concerned, he is my heavenly father. And because he's my heavenly father, he has me in his hands. Hallelujah. He has me in his hands, and that means everything that concerns me, he's interested in them. And he'll see those things come to pass. Hallelujah. God is able to do 
more than you can ask or think. Impossible situations become possible by the power in the blood of Jesus. They become possible by the power in the blood of Jesus. Impossible situations become possible by the power in the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 11, 28, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Hebrews 11, 28, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. The blood protected them from death. The angel of death would have been able to reach them. He would have been able to touch them. But the blood made a difference. But the blood said something else. But the blood made a different declaration over the lives of the children of Israel. The blood we have is more powerful. In 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, it says, We are redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received from traditions from traditions by, your, by tradition from your fathers, but we are redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So it's the blood of Jesus that we are talking about. Under the Old Testament, the blood of an animal was able to save, it was able to protect, it was able to de deliver them. Under this new covenant, it is the blood of God. And God gave you that blood to let you know that there is nothing else you'll ask him for that he's not going to do on your behalf. There's nothing else we're going to ask God that he's not going to do on our behalf. So if you think it's impossible, if you think that the thing before you is bigger than God, look at the blood that was shed for you. That blood makes all things possible. And you'll run this race of life victorious beyond your expectations in the name of Jesus. Revelations 12, 11, Hebrews 10, 19. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. You overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because you overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can walk into every impossible situation and it turns around and becomes possible before you. It turns around and becomes possible because you raise an impossible standard that it cannot, it cannot stand against. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Hebrews 10, 19 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Boldness to enter God's presence. Gold, boldness to go before Daddy God and say, Daddy, this is my issue. And as we go to him in boldness, he hears and he answers in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 9, 12. The blood of Jesus enables us to enjoy the impossible situations. The blood of Jesus enables God, the God of the impossible, to show up on our behalf. There was this testimony I read some time ago about a man that traveled. He traveled outside of his home 
And um, for some reason before he traveled, well, not for some reason, usually before he travels, he pleads the blood of Jesus over the family, over the home before he travels, and he goes away. Because that's a normal thing for every child of God to do. He knows the power in the blood. He knows the the authenticity of the blood of Jesus. So he pleaded the blood of Jesus, and he traveled. While he traveled, he got news that uh, there were wolves, wolves in their area, and the wolves were, um, they had been seen around the area, and there was a fear that the wolves would come into his premises. But he declared that the blood of Jesus formed a boundary line around his property, and therefore no wolf would be able to step into that premises and survive. That was his declaration. That was his faith. So while he was still away, he got a phone call from someone at home that wolves had been seen there. But the wolves were dead. Hallelujah. The wolves were dead. And by the time they took the wolves for check, to check, do to see what kind of wolves they were, they realized that those wolves were rabid wolves that would have actually, if they had beaten anybody, they would have injured the family badly. But the blood made a difference. The blood made a difference. When you are in a situation where you feel there is nothing that you can do, there is no help that can come your way, always remember that the blood of Jesus is available and that blood can do the impossible in your circumstance in the name of Jesus. Sometime last year, a brother gave a testimony. They had trusted God for some years for the fruit of the womb. The wife had taken in, the wife had gotten to delivery point, she'll give birth, it will be a stillbirth. She'll give birth, the child will not survive past that day of delivery. So this was the third pregnancy. They came, obviously, they were coming for faith clinic, we were praying with them, we were standing with them, we stood. But the day the woman was supposed to have the baby, it was supposed to be a CS, he woke up in the early hours of the morning, he felt she should pray about it. The church had prayed, the leadership had prayed, the pastors had prayed, but as a man in his house, he decided to take authority in his own home. Because in your own home, you are the head, you are the authority, you are the ceiling in that house as a man. So he decided to take authority and he started praying. And he said while he was praying, after a while, he found himself pleading the blood of Jesus. And he just went with the flow and kept pleading and pleading the blood. He was pleading the blood. Next thing he knew, he looked at the time, two hours had passed and all he was doing for two hours was pleading the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. When they went for the surgery, they went in and they came out with a live baby. And as of today, they have a baby that is months old, will soon be a year because of the power in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you are faced with impossible situations and impossible circumstances, don't be afraid to use the blood of Jesus. Don't be afraid to plead the blood of Jesus because that blood has more power than anything the enemy can throw at you. It's the power of God. It's the blood of God himself. For that blood to be defeated, it means God has to be defeated. And we know that's not possible. Hallelujah. 
So let's plead the blood of Jesus because when we plead the blood of Jesus, we enable God to do the impossible. We enable him to show up in our circumstances. And as he does that, he causes things to turn around. Things that were dead will previously come back to life in the name of Jesus. God is a faithful God and he'll do what he says he'll do. Whether we believe it or not, he'll do what we says he'll do. Because he delights in doing things that are bigger than us. Hallelujah. Our faith in the God of the impossible enables him to show up on our behalf. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith is what Matthew 11 says. Have faith in God. If you say to this mountain, be removed. And you don't doubt, but you believe that what you say will happen, you will have what you say. Have faith in God. I like the story of the Syrophoenician woman, Mark 7. Let's open Mark 7, 27. The story starts from verse 25, but let's look at 27. Your faith in the God of the impossible enables him to show up. This woman had faith in Jesus' ability to heal and deliver her daughter. So even when Jesus was ignoring her, you can read the story from 25. Jesus was ignoring her. She came and she was begging. She was asking him for help. Jesus ignored her. So much so that his disciples said, oh God, allow this, I mean, answer this woman so that she will leave us in peace. You know that kind of situation. You are trying to have peace. You are trying to enjoy and somebody is disturbing you. The, the disciples said, oh God, answer this woman. Let her go. But he didn't answer her a word. But her faith will not let her give up. Her faith in God. Because the situation her daughter was in, she had not been able to get help from the, the leaders of the church. She had not been able to get help from the traditional doctors. She had not been able to get help from the medical doctors. She had not been able to get help from anybody that around her. So there was only one source of help, hope she had, and that was Jesus Christ. So she went, and that's why she said, look, I'm not leaving here until I stand up with, knowing that my daughter is healed. Jesus told her, look, it's not time for your people yet. Let me finish with the people that I came on assignments to. She said, Oga, whether it is those people or not, I'm not living here. Whether it is my time or not, I'm not living here. My daughter must be well. When my daughter is well, then I'll leave you in peace. What was she doing? Her faith was speaking. Her faith was speaking. Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered him and said, yes, Lord, yet, yet, the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. So she said, even if you are calling me a dog, I'm not fighting you. I just want my daughter to be well. I have an impossible situation. You are the only one that has the answer. You are the only problem solver that I know. You are the one that has the key. I'm not leaving until I receive the answer. Her faith yielded results. Your own faith will yield results in the name of Jesus. He said unto her, For this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And the Bible says the girl was healed from that selfsame hour. Your miracle will show up even as you speak words of faith over your situation in the name of Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood, like I said earlier on, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And that was all she did. She touched the hem of his garments. She touched his clothes. And her impossible situation became possible. 
if it was something that could have been dealt with 12 years, I mean, they would have been able to take care of it. 12 years is long. If it's something that medicine could have been able to do it, if something that the, the rulers, the synagogue rulers had been able, they would have been able to do it, but mm -mm, nobody could help her. But she heard. She heard of Jesus. She heard what he was doing. And as she went towards him, she received her miracle. You receive what the God of the impossible can do in your life and circumstances in the name of Jesus. The compassionate heart of God makes the impossible possible on your behalf. The compassionate heart of God makes the impossible possible on your behalf. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. When things are not possible, because God is a compassionate father. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Says he, it's, we don't have someone that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. We don't have someone that cannot feel what we are feeling. He knows the pains we go through. He knows the difficult situations we find ourselves in. He is touched with the things that touch us, the things that hurt us, the things that make us cry, the things that make us afraid, the things that make us lose our peace. Jesus is touched with those things. And that's why he's ready to visit us this morning. He'll visit and he'll cause there to be a change in the name of Jesus. Matthew 14, 14. Jesus went forth, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. Mark 6, 34. Jesus, when he came out, saw much people. He was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep without not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And after that, he fed them. It's the story of the five loaves and the two fishes. And he fed them after that. He was moved with compassion. Even the 10 lepers, he felt their loneliness. He felt their abandonment. That was why he intervened in their situation. Whatever your situation that you're going through this morning, Jesus feels, he knows where you're coming from. And he has the answer. And he's ready to visit you. He's ready to do the impossible, even where you are concerned in the name of Jesus. The woman with the spirit of infirmity, Luke 13, 11. Jesus felt what he was, that she was feeling. And behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. He knew what she was going through. He knew the pain she was going through. He felt what she was feeling. And he said, you are loosed from your infirmity. Jesus did for her what no other person could do. He did for her what no other person could do. And in verse 16, he said, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? He felt her pain. He felt the, the weakness. He felt the way she was struggling to get things done. And his heart was moved with compassion. He yearned for her. He yearned to see that she was free. She was delivered and she was set free. 
And that was why he reached out and he ministered to her. Most of us will just say, hey, yeah, and we'll pass away. It is well, and we'll pass away. But Jesus did more than that. He saw her, he reached out, he touched her. And his touch made a difference. His words made a difference over her life. His words will make a difference over your lives in the name of Jesus. Finally, a change of seasons and times will cause the God of the impossible to show up. A change of seasons and times will cause the God of the impossible to show up. Exodus 3 verses 7 and 8. Psalm 126, 1 to 3. A change of seasons and times, times and seasons, causes the God of the impossible to show up. The time had come for the children of Israel to be set free. And the Lord said, Exodus 3, 7, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am now come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land unto a good land, a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey and all that. Why? Because time had changed in the spiritual realm. Because it changed in the spiritual realm, it needed to manifest in the physical. The change of seasons where you are concerned will manifest in your physical situations in the name of Jesus. It will manifest where you are in the name of Jesus. The time had come for the children of Israel to be set free. I don't know how long it took from when God spoke to Moses in Exodus 3 to Exodus 13 when they walked out of Egypt. All I know was that the time had come for them to go. And there was nothing the enemy could do that could hold them back. He tried. He tried. That's why it did not happen overnight. He tried to keep them back. The enemy might be trying to stop you from entering your destiny. He might be trying to stop you from walking into the things God has prepared for you. He might be trying to stop you from walking into the things that God says belong to you in this season. Because there is a change in the times and seasons, every stumbling block before you will be crushed to ashes, even under your feet in the name of Jesus. Every block that says you are not walking to the next level will fall before you in the name of Jesus. Because there is a change. Because there is a change. Even Amos 9.13 that we love so much, it says, Behold, the days come, the days are coming, which means there is a season that comes, and once that season comes, there is nothing anybody can do. Once that season comes, the people that held chains, that used chains, and not ordinary chains, but these big chains that they used to tow vehicles, even if that's what they used to tie your destiny, those chains will fall in the name of Jesus. Because when seasons change, when times change, automatically light arises in the darkness. And once that light arises, you are able to see where to go. You are able to see what to do. And God is able to come on your behalf and say, my child, this is time for you to rise up. This is time for you to move ahead. This is time for you to go to the next level. And as you step out in faith, you will rise into that next level in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's rise to our feet this morning. 
Let's lift our hands and just worship the Lord. Let's appreciate God this morning. Let's thank him for who he is. He is the God of the impossible. He's the mighty God that we worship. He's the mighty God that we adore, we appreciate. There is none that is like him. There is none like our Father. This morning, I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you have a situation in your heart, in your home, in your place of work, where your family is concerned. You have a situation that you feel is, impo- is impossible. You've done all you know how to do. You have struggled, you have prayed, you have fasted. You've done everything you know to do, and that situation does not seem to be changing. If you have a situation like that, I'd like you to come forth, forward. I want to join faith with you this morning. You know what it is. You know what that situa- situation is. Just come before the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord about it. The God we worshipped, the Almighty God, He is the one that is ready. He's ready to come before, before you. He's ready to come into your circumstance. He's ready to come into your circumstance. He's ready to visit you. Talk to him, talk to him. Just talk to him this morning. You know what that circumstance is. You know what that situation is. Mention that situation before him. Mention it before him. Say, Father, this is why I am here. This is why I am standing up. I feel this is beyond my ability. I feel I cannot do it on my own. Therefore, Lord, I come before you. I come asking for your intervention. I ask, Father, that you, that you are the God of the impossible, you'll visit me, you'll meet with me in this situation. Just talk to God about it. Just talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. You know what it is. You know where it is. You know what the situation is. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you because you are a God of the impossible. We thank you because there is nothing that is too difficult for you. Father, we thank you because you are the almighty God. You are the God that saw Abraham and Sarah years ago. They were trusting you. You went into their home, you visited them, you did the impossible for them at a hundred years of age. Father, I thank you because you are the God of the impossible. When Jacob was running away, he was living with his wives and his family. He did not have any salary. He did not have any pension. He did not have anything because his boss had cheated him over and over. But before he left, Father, you who are the God of the impossible, you stepped into his situation and you made sure he did not live empty. Father, you are the God that we come before this morning. When your children were in the land of Egypt, they were there for over 400 years. They were there as slaves. They went in as free men, but they ended up being slaves. They ended up working for years, Father, and by the time they were ready to go, they would have left without nothing, but you showed up. Father, you showed up on their behalf. 
Father, you said they are not living after 430 years empty-handed. Your favor came upon them, and they left with silver and gold. And Father, your word says, furthermore, there was none feeble amongst them. Father, your children are here this morning. Your children are here this morning. You are the God that you saw Joseph in prison. It did not look like there would be a change in his circumstance. Because he spoke to someone he felt to remember him. And said, just drop in a word with God for me so that I can be released. But he was forgotten. Father, you are a God that does not forget. You are a God that when times and seasons change, you show up and you show up at the right time. Joseph was ready to give up. Joseph thought he had been forgotten. Joseph thought he had been abandoned. But Father, you remembered him. Remember your people this morning in the name of Jesus. Visit your people, Father, in the name of Jesus. You know the circumstances that has brought them here this morning. Lord, I ask that you cause there to be open doors on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Every area that the enemy has held them in bondage, every situation that looks impossible, that looks like it's nothing they can do on their own. Lord, I ask that you will come in and make a difference in those situations in the name of Jesus. Let favor surround your people in this season, Father, in the name of Jesus. Every open door that has been shut against them, I call them open in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare that they'll walk through those open doors. I declare that where they have stood knocking and doors have refused to open, those doors will open on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Everywhere, Father, that their health has been an issue, I stand against those health circumstances and I declare deliverance, total deliverance in the name of Jesus. Every walk of the enemy against your life, against your destiny, against the future that God has prepared for you, I stand against it. And I command those works to be brought down to naught in the name of Jesus. Where the enemy is saying peace will not rest upon you, I stand against that word. And I declare the peace of God over your heart and mind in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over all that concerns you. And I declare that that blood will speak for you day and night in the name of Jesus. Father, you are the God of the impossible. Do the impossible in their lives in the name of Jesus. Even as seasons are changing and circumstances are changing, Father, I ask that you do the impossible where they are concerned in the name of Jesus. Cause the axe head to float where they are concerned in the name of Jesus. Cause the rivers to go uphill where they are concerned in the name of Jesus. And do things that no man can do for them. Father, we bless you. Thank you for your favor, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.